The doctor comes out of the large room. He looks at you and says, She is resting now, but you may see her if you wish. She will live, but she was lucky. No, she doesn't want to see anyone. This voice says from somewhere. (laughs) And the doctor's wiping his hands, and then he walks down the hall. It's nowhere near as big as the residence in the city, but it is still a very large manor house. It is very clean. It has black and white tiled floors. There is marble pillars around the place. Catalina is in a large bedroom with the largest bed she might have ever been in, which is also the most comfortable bed she's ever been in. It does, however, have pink paint on the walls, so it was possibly a child's bed, but you might be not remiss in wondering what kind of child would be the size that it would have done to have taken this emperor-sized bed that is within it. Well, if it's comfortable, I think Catalina's just going to sleep. Well, after hearing that Catalina is fine, but also resting, and should presumably be allowed to do that for a bit, uh, Marguerite would go looking for Roberto. And you can find him. And I then shot the guy as he was swinging at Catalina. You have come such a very long way from where you have begun. Yes, I never used to fight uh, at all, but now with this, and he shows his pistol, I actually have a chance in fights. You may have shot him, but I killed him. Yes. Well, how are you today? I am... Well, I am in pain, I am angry, and I am concerned. How are you? I'm enjoying my time here. Uh, That is good. Uh, So what are we to do now? Eric looks at Roberto. I was troubled that someone tried to kill me. It does sound as though somebody has plans to kill you. And she will pull the letter out of her pocket and hand it over. Unless uh, you know of anyone else who would be referred to as a peacock. Oh, there could be many, but I have a feeling it is me that they are talking about. I have had my share of assassination attempts over the years. Not everyone agrees with my flamboyancy, but it is rare. Most of my enemies are far more trivial, far less organized to to plan something on this scale. And to utilize this Oscar fellow, such a brute. He may have been, however, he was clearly involved in something more dangerous than mere brutishness. He had a, um, his tooth. Ah. It's 
he had a tooth that exploded and it, it was magic. I am not quite sure how. I just want to make sure that the Castilian word is the same as the Montaigne one. Exploded. Tooth. Louis, as a bum, uh, is tooth. How awful. Why? I could not say. There was some magic about it, and after it exploded, poor dental plan. After this explosion, there was a poisonous smoke that erupted from his mouth. If he had still been alive, it would have killed him, I believe. A suicide pill? Or to kill you? Perhaps whoever sent him didn't want him talking to us. That would be more my thinking. We did not learn anything about him truly. We heard that he was searching for the child that we found, but we do not know why. She may have just been like her parents. Wrong place. Wrong time. If they were using that, were going to use the house as a base of operations, they would not want the girl alerting anyone. I suppose that is true. Well, we were not able to find out anything. The lower level brutes we were able to capture did not know anything. And Oscar probably would have died even if we had managed to capture and not kill him. So I know very little about that fellow. But some of my staff have said he is, was, well known in the region, a part of their underworld, a rather powerful thug in the region. Oui? Those working for him seemed rather surprised we had not heard of him? Removing him is no small feat, and probably of good for the reason. Oh, that is good. As well as my health, it would seem. Oui. The only ones I can think of are the ones to do with your letters. Uh, the ones involved or the others trying to track them down? Possibly either. There are far too many people involved in this. And all of them have some level of power, it seems. <laughs> Aside from us. You have a way of beefing up your security here. If someone is after your life, I think it may be important to take some precautions. Oui, simply because this Oscar is gone does not mean they will not try again. That is true. We have hired some additional men. Little more than brutes, I'm afraid, but you take what you can get. 
That is good. Uh, before we were rather sidetracked by assassination attempts, uh, murder, attempted murder, all of this, uh, we were to meet you here, and we have not yet discussed why. In a few days, I'm going to go to some ruins that are near here. I have, at different times, been able to come back. And I've had a fascination with them. They date back quite some time. We don't know much about them, but I Ooh. like to learn what I can. What sort of ruins are they? They are... Sirenus? Uh... Of course they are. I just find them completely fascinating. There's never been anything that I've actually been able to take of any any note. But I okay. keep a journal, and each time I go and... As they are certainly compelling. I had no idea this event was going to happen. However, I thought it might have been prudent to have had some pleasant but capable company. I am sure we would be happy to accompany you once Catalina is up and about. Well, luckily, I don't have to go there for a few days. The ruins are not going anywhere. I should hope not. I had not heard anything about uh, ambulatory ruins. We are away from the city. Oui. Stuff that is... Not in the city does not interest the city. They miss out on quite a lot. Fenric, you are happy to go look at some ruins, no? I suppose... You cannot cook them. Right. What are you hoping to find in these ruins? Oh, I have no idea. They're just old and fascinating. I've been coming since I was a child. To these specific ones... Yes, I know where these are, and within a few days' travel of the my home, so it's never been a particularly difficult journey. There are far more interesting ones out amongst the islands than that, but the journey to such places comes with a certain amount of risk. Well, if you are to bring us along, I am sure you shall find more risk, and, uh... Perhaps something interesting? We seem never to lack what is interesting. I am counting on it. Uh, I'm sure we can make the experience most enjoyable. As long as this ruins, they are not a ship. <laughs> if they were, you are in trouble. I am hoping that the ruins do not go down. I have sunk no ruins yet. There is always a first time. I suppose. How sound is this ground? Reasonably solid. I f do not fear of any cataclysm at this time. Then I am sure we shall be fine. Uh, well, if you are content to give us your hospitality until then. Catalina should have time to rest. My manner is yours. Uh, then with your leave, I shall see how she fares. 
Absolute. And Fenric will be doing a mix of talking with different people. He's quite interested in Roberto's uh, kitchen. He has staff that normally makes the food for him, but he has quite a supply of different foods. I guess after a while, Catalina, not hearing much movement inside the house, will sneak out of bed and out of the room and just look around. I see you are not as injured as what I initially thought. A voice comes from the open doorway. No, I was only shot so one time. Unlike you, who got shot and stabbed. The love of our lives, manner. Oui. <laughs> that is true. And you have spoken to him, see? Oui. He was... A little bit alarmed to hear that there was a plot on his life. However, he says it is not the first time. However, this time it seems that those involved were a little more powerful than is normally the case. I feel such a failure for being wounded as such. You are not a <sighs> failure. How were you to dodge <laughs> the pellets from my gun? If you are a failure, then so am I. And Catalina looks up at the ceiling. Uh, what is our plan of course for now? Well, we are to accompany Roberto to some Sirneth ruins. Are sea ruins nearby? Oui. They are not far, and Roberto had hoped to have some company that could potentially help if there was trouble and so enter the four of us when were we to leave for the ruins I believe as soon as you were feeling up to it there was no rush not now that they are no longer trying to kill him for now I suppose it is possible Whoever had ordered his death will try again. I, the last thing I remember was uh, dropping my rapier before I fell to the ground. We can go. I will go and get dressed and we can go. 
seen any pic. We can tell Roberto you are feeling better. Well, Alana, I suppose we have done enough reading for the day anyway. Oh, I am heartbroken. I imagined you would be. However, think of how much easier it will be when you can talk to these people and you do not need me always to be in the middle. What if I am not there? Huh? Then I would not hear half as much idiocy as I will. You do not even know what they are saying. How do you know it is idiocy? And she looks at you. Am I wrong? Uh, it is not always so. That doesn't sound particularly convincing. When the boys get together, they tend to say... things. Oui? But people are not always rational. Okay. Alright, we are going to some ruins. More fun than reading, we? Oui. We. Oui. Huh. But she is uh, happier to go see the ruins than to study. And to be fair, I do not blame her. You can tell her that knowing another language is quite advantageous. I could try and sell it as some form of espionage. Alright, we shall go inform Roberta. And when you make your way down to where Roberto is, you can see that Fenric has appeared with three plates of steaks that have been uh, prepared and spiced accordingly. And he hands you a plate. So, Fenric, Roberto... Alana and I are all in the same room now. He has three plates of steak. Who's not getting one? The rest are in the kitchen. He can't carry that many. Oh, okay. Uh, th thank you for the food. I've been working on this all afternoon. It's... Well, Roberto has quite the kitchen and ingredients at his disposal. Perhaps you need to hire Fenric as a chef. He does seem to be progressing quite well. Uh, Catalina should be down shortly. She says she is feeling better and she is going to change. Marguerite will follow to the carriage.
not that long of a trip. You arrive on a foresty area which has a very clear, although now somewhat fallen down, stone ruin. Ah! The trees have started to encroach a little, as has some of the other vegetation over the years. There is water that has come from a nearby stream into some of the lower parts of where the temple grounds would have been. The steps are still clearly there, as is a main superstructure, and going around it is a wall. Where some of the rooms of the temple would have existed, they have collapsed over the the centuries, but there's many different markings and drawings and writings that are etched onto some of the stonework. This place looks boring and unlivable. How can you say it looks boring? It is uh, magnificent, no? It is all falling apart. Oui, but that is because it is old. How long has it been standing here for? Oh, we think at least 2,000 years. You know of this internet, no, Fenric? Vaguely. Never studied them or anything. She's placed her hand on one of the stones in the wall and looks sort of like she's... trying to figure something out. There is... magic here. Ah, you feel it too. It makes sense that you would know this. Why do I know this? Alana's looking at you and Roberto's looking at you. I do not think you should have known that. How did you know that? I do not know. I can feel it. I could earlier, uh, the man I killed, uh, he had magic on him as well. Are you magical now? Uh, not to the best of my knowledge. But you can detect it. I can hear, it seems. You can hear it. I have not heard it. What? You, you said you can hear. I said I can detect it here, apparently. When are you ever going to... <sighs> I speak the same as I always have, and yet sometimes you still are confused by what I say. Well, does anyone else find it odd that she's picking up magic signals, beams? I don't know how it works. Alana cannot understand you, but she said it was strange. Thank you, Alana. You agree. How I knew or not is not the issue, because I hardly think we are going to solve that here. But there is still magic here 2,000 years later. Is that normally how this works? She will ask Alana. I don't know much about these places. She runs her hands over the rocks, though, gently, and she's like, but it's, it's there. Hey. I feel the magic the same as I feel the rock. 
Well, Roberto, we are here at your request. Where did you wish to go? And he takes out a large journal, sort of a smaller travelling quill and ink set. And he says, I've been working over here. And he goes and sits down and starts copying some of the the writings from the wall. And that is how he is going to spend his day. She's just going to kind of explore around the ruins because they're cool. As will Fenric. He wants to look at all the different uh, buildings and some of the like wildlife nearby. Um plants and such. How long have you been following me? Not long. And to what do I owe the pleasure? I am just keeping an eye on you. (laughs) Why? What am I going to do? Perhaps get into trouble? (sighs) Well, I suppose that is a Fair concern based on uh, what has happened in the past. However, I have no plan to get into any trouble here. That is good to hear, but I sure a man here just in case. Well, are these ruins still boring? See, very. Why? It is old and dead. It is not dead. There's a lot of plants over here. (laughs) It is alive in a different way. The building has collapsed, but there is moss and vines. There are trees growing. It is nice. No matter what happens, things always grow back, no? It is not. Uh, it is not vibrant. There's no. No life to this place, and she's looking around. It is. It is a sad remnant of perhaps one thing that stood proud many years ago, but is. I do not think it is sad. I think it is hopeful. It is a different kind of life. There are no people who live here now, but there are birds and mice. And probably some bats, too. There are trees. They have put their roots down into the ground. There is life. Just of a different kind. And there is still something of what was. You really do not feel anything from these stones? No. That is strange. No matter what I do here, it will not reflect on the future. I do not think that is true. Your friend is taking great note of what happened here in the past. He knows and wants to preserve this history. There are always people like that. See? And there are those that want to destroy such things. I think if you are happy in your life, it does not matter if anyone remembers you. Why should I care what people do when I am dead and gone? Well, you won't care what people do when you're dead and gone. Oui. 
So why should I worry about it? If they remember me, if they do not... I will not be around to mind. If you do what you can while you are alive to be happy and to make the place around you a little better, whether or not it will last throughout the ages, then that is all one can do. I sometimes feel that perhaps that I have taken away this opportunity from some people in the past. Because they are no longer alive. See? Well, everybody dies at some point. Whoever you have killed, why did you do it? On the word of another person. And she looks around as if feeling a little bit uncomfortable. And she starts rubbing her forehead. This place is annoying. And it's making my headache worse. I'm going to back to the carriage to get a drink of water. Uh, well, I will go with you. Unless I also make her headache worse. You do not make my headache worse, your discussion is valid. I can cease. I can talk about, hmm, what do you like, flowers? <laughs> or... Talk about this magic, it intrigues me. I know that it is there. I do not know how. I know it is more than just a <laughs> hallucination, as Alana, she agrees, and she should know, we. Oui? So, it is there. I do not know why. I do not know what purpose it used to serve or what it could do now. I just know that it is here. Although it is not like... Well... I know in some nations they care not for sorcery. However, in Montaigne, there is no problem. You have magic in Montaigne? Oui. The emperor himself claims to be a sorcerer. I suppose he may be or he may not be. I have not met the man. But he is all for sorcery. Then perhaps you are becoming a sorceress? <laughs> I do not know how one would do such a thing. And do you not need to be born into a family of magic or something? My family is much too boring to have had magic, I believe. At least, for all the lessons I received, magic was never one of them. Perhaps it is something that will come to you in time. I suppose it is good that Wojak is not here to hear you say this. See? I think this would concern him that there would be three witches in front of him. And then Fenric must become a witch too. And finally, Wojak himself. Like a disease. Now that is an interesting concept. <laughs> it is contagious. We Ever since we brought Alana, the magic has spread. If that were true, would not everyone in the world eventually <laughs> become a sorcerer? So maybe some people like the flu are resistant to magic. That is a thought. Unless Alana has anything fun she wants to do. No, she just explores. She's has like, a couple I'm... of imaginary jewels up and over rocks, fighting over off hordes of villains. Glad she's having fun. And you return to the mansion. All right. It's another day. 
And Roberto finds Marguerite. Oh, all right. And he says, my good dear friend, the love of my life. And he gives you a big embrace. Oh, good morning. We have received an invitation. Ooh, uh, all of us and where to? It is a party. Somewhere near here. A noble, I am aware of, is in town. Arrived yesterday. And he's throwing a bit of a bash. It would be remiss of him to not invite someone as exciting and as amazing as myself. And so he has done so. The Marquis de la Porta du Thayel. I do not fully trust him, of course. But it would be impolite not to make an appearance. Oui. I know how such things are. Exactly. Which is why I have come to you. We are invited at seven tonight. Dinner and music. So, we are to be there at seven and... What? Have a good time, apparently. Ah. And not to be horribly murdered or anything like that? I hope not. That uh. would put a downer on the evening. It would, but you say you do not fully trust this man, so... Can never know. I do not trust many. Ah. But that is probably quite fair. So... We prepare and leave. Anything else we need to know? No, it is a formal affair, but... <laughs> formal? Do you have extra clothes, then? We are pirates, we... I think we will be able to manage. Trivia. Merci beaucoup. Catalina, you are feeling up to a party? <sighs> T. Oh, do not sound so thrilled. Yeah, well, uh, Catalina's wearing a very fancy blue dress that's long sleeved and frills out at the ends. Yeah, so he, he looks very bard-like, very, very fancy. And it's his performance clothes that he would wear. And Marguerite will have finished getting ready as well. She's got a fairly fancy gown, which has a underskirt, which is white, but then it looks almost like a long jacket with more skirt coming off of it that is sort of a pale green with gold embroidery over it. And the sleeves go down to about the elbows and then turn into a lot of lace, which hangs down from there. And she is looking not uncomfortable in it because she is used to wearing things like that, but she will say, I always forget how hard it is to move around in such things. I'm sure you'll get used to it. If you do it enough times. I am used to it. I have done it many times. It is just that... Uh, I do not do it so much 
these days, no? See, see, clothes are quite restricting. Hopefully we won't need to fight anyone dressed as we are. I should hope not. Is Alana ready? And she's wearing a very velvety, shiny male officer's jacket with lots of embroidery, pants with very high boots, and a long cloak that she has pulled around herself. And she has her rapier, and she's like, honor guard. Wonderful. Well, we are all ready. So I suppose we shall head out, no? See. So you pull up, and it's basically a three-story, reasonably large building. It's not as big as the ones that are in uh, the city that you've that are true spectacles. They're, you know, they try to outdo each other with their grandiose nature in the city. Here, it's a bit more practical, but it's still quite a large. Uh, you not not something you would call a dwelling. Several carriages are parked off to one side, and there's a few people out, outside. They all look wealthy, but from what you've seen now being in the city, this is definitely more country wealth. So, looking at them, some you would, would definitely feel are intelligent and would understand agriculture very well. And others are ones that you think have come into money and are not quite as capable, are a little bit more hang, hanging on than some of the ones in the, the true nobility in the, in the city, which have their own issues, but th this is not the same cut of the cloth as them. The music is not quite as good that you can hear as like what Roberto had when you'd been at his parties. The clothes are not quite for the most part, yours are, but yours came from Roberto. Roberto. You're definitely um, standing out some. Uh. There are a couple of guards around, not a great many, which Alana goes and annoys. By doing what? <laughs> um, she walks up to one and taps him on the, on the chest until he looks down and she flicks his jacket and he leans the spear against him and does up his top button and she nods and says something to him that he may or may not have understood. She's inspecting the guards. Mm-hmm. And being very formal about it. I am beginning to fear we are overdressed. See, it does feel this way. You may be. I, I feel I fit in pretty well. Fine, you are not, but perhaps we are. Well, at least so will Roberto be too, then. At least we'll be able to be seen in the crowd. Is that a good thing? Well, I will not be able to lose you. <laughs> Are you concerned you will? Perhaps. I am hardly going to get lost at a party. Try and make sure to stay out of trouble. I shall do my very best to avoid insulting anyone's fashion or... I don't know what other kind of trouble you can get into at a party. Catalina winces as she grins. I shall not spill the wine. I shall not... Trip on my hem. I will be fine. <sighs> my first party. And she rubs her forehead. 
as if the headache is getting worse. Uh, the sooner we get in there, the sooner we can leave. Really? After you? Oh, sorry, I forgot. You must follow me to ensure I am not lost. See? And Marguerite will walk ahead. And Catalina will shadow Marguerite. Fenric will turn to Alana. After you? And she snaps her jacket, marches in. progresses it's maybe not the best party you've ever ever been in but at the same time it is not particularly bad it's just not great music is okay the food is not bad the company is a is a mix some are more interesting than others the host is a bit of a roberto wannabe but while he is definitely a peacock Roberto has a very sharp mind, whereas this one is is more the fop. He's a fancy pigeon. He does not interact tons with you during the evening, but he does not shun you either. He's just fluttering from social group to social group. And it is around midnight that you smell smoke, and a servant speaks quickly to one of the more higher ranking members who runs over and speaks to the host who turns and says my dear friends I am sorry there seems to be a fire for everyone's safety we must vacate and they start to do so towards the front well this is not how most parties go no perhaps this will be a, an interesting evening after all I suppose that depends on the cause of the fire. Shall we go evacuate? See, let us evacuate. <laughs> you are happy for any excuse to get out of here. Perhaps you set and... the fire. Duh. And Catalina sort of holds up her hands in innocence. <laughs> Very well, let us go. And Marguerite will make sure we know where Alana is. And... Yes, yes, she's with you. Great. Um, she comes over. She doesn't know what is happening, but she comes over and says, I smell smoke. Oh, they, they, they say there is a fire and we are to leave. So stay with us and out we shall go. Soto. I suppose we shall follow the crowd. Yep, and, and we will follow the crowd. As you're following the crowd, and then you notice Alana stop as if she is 
not wistfully, but if she's looking away at something, she's not focusing, though. She turns and grabs Marguerite. She says, stop. And screaming starts. Uh, Marguerite will stop when instructed. Once the shots are fired, she will turn and look in that direction, but she will turn back to Alana and say, what is it? I saw a black strand. I know that is something bad. It is death. For? I don't know. Alana says she saw a black strand and that is death. She does not know for who. Although I suppose we perhaps have some sense. We are strand of fate. She is a fate witch, no? Right. And you can see smoke coming in from one of the side rooms and you can hear the crackling of fire. I do not believe we can stay here, however. I do not believe exiting with the crowd would be our safest plan either. Is there another way out? I am sure there is. I have not (laughs) memorized the floor plan of the house. Catalina, did you notice any other way of escape? There is a surface entrance on the side, as well as an entrance that would go into uh, the uh, kitchen in the back. We could also go up the story if you wanted to climb out onto to the roof just above the balcony. Let us try an exit on this floor, no? We should go see what is going on. However, if we keep going this way, I fear we will not be able to find out or to help if needed. We should hurry. The service entrance is closer. Send uh, it away. Everyone stick together, please. Catalina will lead the way. Marguerite will follow, ensuring Fenric and Alana are not wandering away or getting left behind. She doesn't know what's going on, but it seems like a bad time to get separated. And you hear more musket fire. We cannot go this way. What do you mean? The service oh. entrance is fire on fire. So we have found the fire. Well, you did say there was a way to the kitchen, no? See. Si. Well, I suppose we had best try that one. I say the cooks probably would have escaped by now, but I have not heard any gunfire from the rear of the building. And then we should hurry. We can head around and try and find out what is going on. And um, she heads towards the kitchen. Yep, Marguerite's still following, making sure the other two come along. And you get to the kitchen. And no one is in it. They have fled. This way. Oui. Let us go. Quickly. Something is very wrong. And you exit, and it's on the back side of the house. Do not like when you have bad feelings. 230 feet to the forest line and you see no one directly around you see a big glow of orange to your right where the entire side of the house is engulfed and you hear the echo of musket fire from the opposite side of the building get down and Fenric is going to spread out both of his arms and tackle Roberto 
Marguerite was knocked slightly off balance by Alana being tackled to the ground as she was standing next to Alana. So even if she hadn't heard down, she might have fallen over anyway. But either way, she will hit the ground. And from the tree line, there is a single puff of smoke. Well, once she is clear that there's been a shot and that she's not been shot, Marguerite is immediately going to sit up and try and check if anyone else has been shot. And Fenric is laying on the ground with a big red patch in his chest. Fenric! He does not respond. Catalina? Hey, he's a big fool. He will be a dead fool if we do not do something. And Catalina... Uh, crawls over and applies pressure to the wound. What do you need? Fabric? What? Get me some cloth. Marguerite's going to start ripping off parts of her skirt and handing it to Catalina. This is all I have. What else? There is no exit wound that Catalina can see. Oh, well, if he's laying on his back. Sarah's nothing I can do here. Well, then what? We need to get him inside. Inside where the building is on fire! As the bullet has gone in deep, but whether it has punctured his lung or not, I do not know. But I know for certain it has not come through. So the bullet is still lodged in his chest. Tell Alana to go take care of that person up there in case they reload. Should we send her on her own? We have no choice. You must go inside and get a knife. (sighs) Catalina, I do not know where she is. I'm sure it is okay. Go inside and get a knife. One that is sharp. A filleting knife. Fine. Do you need anything else? A light. (laughs) The burning building is not enough? The light has to be consistent. I will look for a light, although I do not know I will find one. Um, They might have a lantern hanging up in there somewhere. I will look. Go, girls. Stop fretting. I am not... And she will get up and run back into the kitchen. She runs back with a sharp knife and a lantern, as well as some extra towel-type things she found beside the knife and grabbed as well. I have a knife. I have a lantern. What do you need me to do? While I open the wound, go back inside and get some water. And she grabs the knife and she starts cutting Fenric. (laughs) She will return with a bucket of water. Cuts the skin of Fenric where the wound is. She's wiping away blood. She fills around for the ball. Uh, so while Catalina is doing some impromptu surgery, Marguerite will either hold the lantern still or try and put pressure anywhere directed. She is trying to be helpful and hopefully not getting in the way. I, I think I've got the bullet. Uh, yep. And she winces and the give me your hand uh, and she plugs she... the ball into Marguerite's hand who will take it did he bring his pistol I do not know and Catalina taps the end on onto um, the other side of the chest of the Fenric and the ball doesn't come out so she sticks the end of a Um, prod down there and rips the paper wad out that was holding the ball in and the ball slides out a little bit of gunpowder falls out and 
she wipes the wound and then closes it up as best she can, pours gunpowder on top of it, and then using a bit of uh, cloth, she lights the cloth in the lantern and then holds it against the gunpowder on the wound and there's a big flare of I've just scared the dog. There's a big flare of smoke and the smelling of burning flesh. His eyes bulge in pain. What? What what happens? You got shot? I got... No, that's that's not right. That that can't be what happens. Catalina with a bloodied hand slaps him on the face. Stay awake. You need to stay awake. Playing the accordion and oh, you were over. Catalina, is he in shock? What? See, he's in shock. We need to get him to um, uh, back to Roboto's uh, place, but we need to find cover. But I do not know where Alana is. We will head towards the gunner. Ruto, the love of my life, where is he? And he, like, takes your hand, he's like, I am here, my friend, you saved my life. If there is anything I can do for you. And what's Roberto been doing during the He's surgery? just been watching. He's, he's, he's very capable in his own way, but he's very shocked. He doesn't often get at this end of, like, the, uh, the action or the business. We need to get Fenric back, but we need to find Alana before we go. I think that is her in the forest up ahead. Well, we had better go see. We cannot go backwards. The only way forward is forwards. Hmm. <laughs> Fenric, can you walk? Roberto, you might need to help him. I don't know. Not on my own. Marguerite, you will have to help as well. I am too little. Roberto steps forward to, to help. I can try, but... Try your best. I will go and make sure that the way is clear. And she grabs the skillet knife in one hand and the... Marguerite will attempt to help support Fenric if she can. Along with Roberto. He's got one arm around each of them. This is not how I thought this day was going to go. And she runs into, not literally, but she runs into Alana, who is walking back. He has a small handkerchief tied around her left hand and she is carrying a hat a big fancy plumed one much like hers much but like hers or on, no much like but not hers hers is on top of her head uh. she looks at her hand seeing that it's not serious it doesn't seem to be okay. there is you can see some staining but it doesn't doesn't seem to be a very serious wound Alana, you scared me up to death. Well, in truth, I thought everyone was following me. Well, perhaps we would have, except Fenric required surgery. I did not know that. Normally we go rushing into things where angels fear to tread. I am simply glad you are alive. Really, everyone needs to stop being shot. We seem to be making an abbot of it lately. And she takes off her hat. She puts her finger through a hole. El bastardo shot my hat. 
I am glad it was not your head. El Bastardo? Oh, she is learning some languages from you, it seems. I am glad she is learning the right language. Oh, at least the right words. Can you ask her where this El Bastardo is? I have the feeling he is probably dead, but I will ask. Alana, the one who shot your ads, where is he? Well, I pulled a string when he shot at me the first time, and she holds up her hand where she's bandaged it. Adjusting fate sometimes comes with a cost. He seems surprised that he missed. This seemed to have unhinged him just a little, since he had yelled, You are lucky you get to die by the famous Scarletti. And then he was surprised he missed. He then went for his pistol, and then he shot my hat. He was unhappy the closer I got. I found that this famous and great Scarletti was not the brave and courageous Scarletti when I shot his hat. And she holds his up and there's a, she's wiggling a finger through it. He ran like a rabbit. I don't think he stopped yet. And Marguerite will turn back to Catalina and say, she says he ran away. Uh, I'll, I'll go get him. You most certainly will not. We are taking you back so you can have some proper medical attention. Uh, right, but after. Fine, after, if you wish. If that will make you feel better. And what did pulling these strings do to your aunt? If it is little changes, nothing. If it's something important, the strands, they can feel like razor and cut. But you are all right? See. That is good. I am not sure that he would have hit me. I was closer than he anticipated. He did not seem particularly happy to have anyone at close range. But to be on the safe side, I pulled on the string. I thank you for it. Yeah, lucky. He is known as a deadly sharpshooter. You understand her? I recognize the name Scaletti. Well, apparently he is less happy to have somebody at close range. I think he is only brave when his targets are far. See, that sounds like someone with no honor. Well, Alana has his hat. And he has run off. Hmm. And we must get this one somewhere safe, no? See. Then and let us go. fire has stopped at the front of the building, and the house is getting completely engulfed. I do not know if it would be safe to go back for the carriage, or... I suggest we go into the forest. I will go to the front of the house and see if the the people who have attacked us have moved on. If you think they are waiting there, then you cannot go alone, no? See, we will go get the carriage and bring it back here. All right. Uh, Fenric, are you all right to wait with Roberto? Here, while we get the carriage for you? He has fallen back unconscious. I shall take that as a yes. And a sign to hurry. Then let us go. We'll do a circling maneuver and um, head around using um, the trees as cover. Okay. You can see the... You're not quite at the front, but you can see that uh, a couple of the 
coaches, the horses, are dead. A couple of them are on fire. And there are three that are in okay condition, and they have uh, scattered a little bit from where they were originally parked. Well, will any of those work? Any one of those would work. I guess we'll try and get to the closest one. Oui. Um, just uh, Catalina is looking sort of over the bodies, but not too closely. It doesn't look as though anyone's overly alive. We'll grab the near, uh, nearest carriage or cart and hightail it up the hill. No shots come out. As you get over to the horse and carriage, the horse is somewhat skittish. You can see a multitude of bodies at the front sort of area of the house, both at the doorway and then down the steps. This is a massacre. They set a fire and then shots everyone as they try to leave. Why? I have seen... People who would do this just to kill one man. In that case, do you think it is the people after Roberto still, or...? I cannot say for certain. There is not much we can do here. If we delay any longer, we may get caught. Let's just go. All right, well, Catalina will grab the reins and try and guide the horses over towards where Roberto and them are. I mean, she's seen drivers do it. All right. We pull up in a carriage. Uh, Marguerite's going to jump down and start trying to organize getting Fenric into it. It's tricky. Well, I assume Roberto's helping, so. It's a team effort. Catalina will keep the horses steady, hopefully. And we'll ride back to town, I guess. You return to the mansion. Or the manor. And the staff are able to... There is not on fire. No one attacks you on the way back. Fenric is placed in a bed. At some point, after making sure that Fenric is stable and Alana's hand is not really that bad and that everything is fine, uh, Marguerite, who is... Very tired after all this. Goes to the room she's been sleeping in and finds a letter on her bed. She will take a look at it. What is on the seal? It is an O. Oh. She will open it and read it. In the very early morning hours, Marguerite is going to leave the manor. She, as directed by the letter that she found, heads to the chapel in the town. And the town is quiet and covered in a deep mist. And you find the chapel. And she will open the door and step inside. Within is a handful of wall torches and candles that are burning. The light is dim. It's about the size for roughly 40 to 50 people. You can see that there are pews 
And at the head of the chapel is kneeling a woman. She is dressed in a very long purple dress. It has a deep purple cloak over the back. And she is wearing a veil, but she is not dressed in the same manner as the fate witches that you have seen. When she hears the door, she stops praying and comes to her feet. And she is quite tall. She's about 6'5". Okay. You notice that her fingers are altogether too long for what a normal human would be. Excellent. Marguerite has no idea who she's here to meet, so she didn't have any preconceptions, and yet she still is surprised. She will, however, approach the front of the chapel where the lady is now standing. And she takes a couple of steps towards you, and it's very... It's not exactly graceful, but it's also... It's not quite gliding, but it, it very much feels smooth. Just the faint ruffle of the dress. So what may I do for you? Your group has done well, Marguerite. But you are in over your heads. You are involving yourselves in a situation that needs to be left very much alone. And what is that? The man you are protecting. Ultimately, you won't be able to help if you stay out of it. We will compensate you for your efforts. Forty gold pieces. I am afraid that is not a deal we will be able to strike. How unfortunate. Enjoy your time. You might not have much left. And she walks past you. Uh, I appreciate the sentiment, but you still have me at a disadvantage. The face turns to look at you, and you can just see the, the faint glint of the eyes through the veil. Yes, I do. And she turns her back, and all the torches and candles go out, and she walks out, and you hear the door close by itself. And you are left alone. And she will stand in the darkness for... She's not entirely sure how long, trying to think of what any of that could possibly mean. <laughs> and then she will head back to the manor. I guess the next day, Marguerite is going to look for Roberto. And he will be in the library. I have something rather concerning to share with you. And what is that? I had rather an unusual meeting last night. Last night? After the events at the man manor? Oh, that is correct. And this was not a dream, no? No. I can show you the letter if you wish. When we returned last night, there was a letter waiting for me. It said to go to the chapel in town in the early morning and to bring no one. And so I did. There was... This was foolish of you, no? Oh, I am sure it was. However, I did not want to risk 
trying to bring someone else if it would endanger them. Who was waiting for you? Of that, I am not quite sure. She did not give a name. I am not entirely sure what she was, either. What makes you say that? She was not quite natural. Perhaps I should ask Alana. Um, whatever strangeness there may be about her aside, she informed me that we were meddling with something we should not. Specifically, that we were protecting someone who we would not be able to protect forever. And she offered to pay us to stay out of the way. I told her we would not do so. Seems we have rattled the pear tree some. How much money did this person offer you? Forty gold. Catalina sort of mildly balks at this. This is no small amount. No. I told her we would not be able to come to an agreement on that front, and so she wished me well with the little time I apparently have left. It appears I'm going to need to be more careful around you. Keep a closer eye on you. Surely it would be better to stay far away. You are likely to live longer. A life with no friends is no life at all. That is true. So, Roberto nods at this. Whoever wants you dead wants you very, very dead. Seems we are on the right track then. I suppose so. I truthfully have no idea of who this woman was. The letter I received was sealed with an O, and she herself is strange and not like anyone I have met before. She knew my name, of course, because why would she not? But I have no knowledge of her. Why were you sure she was unnatural? Very tall, very long fingers. She moved strangely, and of course she could extinguish lights and close doors without touching them. Research will be needed. Well, it is lucky you are in a library. I may need more than what I have here. And to break into another archive, visit. No, I will be returning to the city. Then we had best follow. Easier to protect myself there. Then we are going to, surely? It would not do to disappoint the lady after I assured her we would not stop. I welcome your company. I do not want to put you in excessive danger. This is deeper than I thought it was. Well, it seems we are already in danger whatever we do at this point. I perhaps should have uh, consulted with everyone else before so blatantly <laughs> defying the... our wishes. However, I was in a chapel by myself in early morning and no one else was there. What was I supposed to do? Tell her, hold on, I will go back, I will wake everyone up and I will ask them and then I shall come back and tell you. What would you have done then, Catalina? I would have gone out on my own, but if, we? I, if I were going to be you, I would have asked Catalina to come along. Well, I am me and I did not want anyone else to potentially be armed, so... And that includes Catalina, whether Catalina is Catalina or hypothetically someone else. 
She starts rubbing her forehead as if the headache is starting to get worse again. I am going to go lay down. Have you seen Alana? No, I have not seen Alana. I want to ask her if she knows about this strangeness. I'm going to go lay down. You have given me a headache. I thought I did not cause headaches. Or was that only yesterday? This time you have... (laughs) Marguerite will go looking for Alana. Alana, I have a question for you. Ah, uh, hmm. well, if I said I had run into a very strange woman who was very tall and she, well, her fingers were quite long and she could move things without touching them and was very dangerous, would you have any ideas as to what that could mean? All right, it was worth a try. In Fodachi, though, we are taught there is no other place but Fodachi. However, amongst the fate witches, especially the older ones, they have talked of other things, and they seem to know more about the world than they let on. Some have spoke of the darkness beyond the veil. There are... Creatures that move in the night. I don't know much about them. A lot of the younger fate witches think it's just superstition or designed to scare them. But the world is clearly older than they know. The ruins we saw here are older than anything they teach the fate witches. So it could well be true. But that is about all I know. Rumour and happenstance. Well, it is more than I know. So I thank you. Some cultures, the sailors might call them demons, perhaps. They are a rather superstitious lot, as much as I like them. Well, you will need to be careful. I will. Excellent. Oh, I had better go see how Fenric is doing. You have very good form. Your fencing is good. And she nods and then gives you a bow. She's like, I know. (laughs) Yeah. 7C. Starring Emily as Marguerite. Shadow as Fenric. Raven Insane as Catalina. Ghost as the teller of stories. 7C is released by Chaosium Games and written by John Wick. Some of the sounds come from Sirenscape.com. You can find us at critfail.com.